What's up, everyone, and welcome to Crossfire Faith and Gaming Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Russ, and along with me today, of course, is the Reverend David Petty and Brian. How are you guys doing today? David, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing yeah? great. Thanks for asking. Okay. Brian, how are you doing over there? Recovering? You know, I finally recovered from my cold that yeah. knocked me out this week. So, yeah, my voice sounds a little strange. I'm, I'm just just cresting over the edge okay well you know it's that time of the year i guess it's going around um well on today's show we are going to be talking about kind of the big topic uh going on in the gaming industry right now and that is the rumor about microsoft potentially taking some exclusives and bringing them over to playstation there are some bigger things that are coming with this so we're going to discuss that and we're also going to discuss the future of gaming and maybe the future of Microsoft as we go forward. So without further ado, let's jump into the topic of the show. Uh, I want to get Brian, I want to get your input here first. So as a avid Xbox gamer, a big believer in Game Pass, um, what are your thoughts with the news that it looks like some games such as Starfield, Sea of Thieves, uh, potential Indiana Jones game in the future, Hi-Fi Rush. All those games are rumored to be coming to PlayStation. What are your thoughts initially on the rumors? Yeah, I'll be curious to see, you know, in the end, how many games that we're going to see come over to other platforms, what platforms that they end up coming over to. Uh, to me, it looks very much like Microsoft is kind of taking a step back in terms of like, forever exclusivity especially for their studios that they bought that that we would think of as used to be third parties you know places like bethesda activision blizzard um it looks to me like they're probably going to go to like six month or a year exclusivity for games from those studios um so i, I think i think that's what we're looking at we'll see their announcement is actually coming up here in a few days on thursday i think this week um so we'll see when our podcast airs versus when that <laughs> when that actually happens. Uh, but that's kind of my prediction about in terms of how exclusivity is going to work going forward. Yeah, I definitely think the uh, the timed exclusives, especially for the future games, the big one being the Indiana Jones uh, game coming from Machine Gun Games. I, I think that one will absolutely be timed exclusivity. I'm also very interested to see if they bring past exclusives uh, to the PlayStation uh, ecosphere. Things like Gears of War, Halo. Uh, those are the big hitters that Xbox fan, you know, really, really tie to. And so I'm, I'm very interested in that. David, what are your thoughts? You know, you're coming from more maybe the PC side of gaming. So you already kind of get to experience that all-in-one platform but what are your thoughts hearing that microsoft may be moving towards that direction yeah i think it's not surprising i think uh we we've already seen xbox making those moves that you know they've got xbox uh cloud gaming on meta quest they kind of have xbox cloud gaming on other devices um i think with how good game pass is, it just makes sense that Xbox is saying, Hey, maybe we're more of a software company, which is not surprising because Microsoft for a long time was just a software company. Maybe they're trying to get out of the hardware game. I mean, you know, maybe there's some reason beyond all of this that we don't know of, but you know, it seems like they're relying heavily on the software side of things. Uh, and I think that's smart. I think if they can deliver a Netflix like subscription service through game pass, uh, across other devices, let other people come out with the hardware. 
I think it's a smart move. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how they put this on Thursday when they do talk about it, announce it. My guess is they're going to try and reassure Xbox fans that like the end of Xbox isn't coming. The end of the Xbox, you know, Series X, Series S, like it's not the end. However, I do feel like they'll eventually move in that direction. If if anything, we've actually kind of seen in the last few years behind the scenes that it looks like Xbox is wanting to move in that direction and focus more on that side. Um, one thing that I read uh, today, which is an article from The Verge that kind of talked about why this might be occurring, and I, and I want to know your guys' thoughts. Uh, the big part of this is Game Pass itself is they wanted to, by 2030, have 100 million subscribers. Uh, in recent years, the numbers have slowed down, and we don't know the exact numbers anymore because Microsoft stopped reporting on them. So back in about 2020, they were about 25 million subscribers, and they were looking for an increase of about 70% per year. Well, the last year of reporting, they did somewhere in the realm of 23, 24% increase. So that number is starting to slow down with Game Pass. Part of that, they said, was probably tied to the slow year that Microsoft had where the exclusives weren't coming. And so the reasons to continue on and do that uh, would 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 pop up. But um, yeah, that's just kind of where that's looking at. And, and I'm very interested to see. Brian, what are your thoughts when it comes to Game Pass and just what Microsoft can do to continue being successful and make it even more of a success? Yeah, and I want to I want to comment too on the hardware angle. There's a couple of things. Uh, one, there apparently was a an internal meeting at Microsoft, uh, some of which leaked, um, and we did hear that. Phil Spencer and team essentially reassured the hardware division that they're not going to immediately stop making hardware. Um, that's not to say that they won't eventually stop making hardware, but it looks like uh, their short-term plan is not to immediately exit uh, based on what they've told people who work in that division. Um, I think the other thing too is like, this opens up a whole host of possibilities um, hardware-wise in terms of getting Game Pass on other devices. Um, one thing that's started to really take hold a little bit is some of these like handheld devices like the Steam Deck and the sort of Steam Deck copycats like the Asus ROG and some of these others. Um, and I think that would be a very interesting place for Microsoft to focus on in terms of Game Pass, like getting yeah. Game Pass on those devices, making sure it works really good because I feel like that would be a great place for Microsoft to be. Like that's, that seems like if that market takes off, it's certainly an opportunity for them to sell a lot more Game Pass. Um, the other thing I think would be interesting is if Microsoft kind of focused on a lower cost level of hardware, it seems like they've had the most success with the Series S, which is like, you know, mm -hmm. way cheaper than a PS5 or Series X. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, do they maybe become like a budget hardware maker. That's another direction I think they could go and like have success. So those are the two things I think uh, in terms of like easy places where they could go to boost Game Pass membership. What do you guys think? What about you, David? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, this is, I don't know where this comes from, but just looking at one source here that says that uh, 
in early 2022 that uh, Xbox Series S was around 75% of the sales of Xbox, um, which, I mean, that's crazy, right? That 75% of the people are buying the budget version. Uh, but I think it also makes sense because at the price point that you're looking at, roughly 300 bucks, right? Um, it's a great console at a great price uh, because of the software and the games. Um, this is one of the things I've always said, like the software sells the hardware, um, you know, people don't buy PlayStation because of the hardware they buy the PlayStation because I mean, it's got great hardware, but also because of the exclusive games that are on there. So I think Xbox saying, look, we don't have the exclusives, but we have the library. Um, it's the thing that got people to buy into that ecosystem, but now you don't even necessarily need the hardware. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them go even more budget. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go with a handheld uh, something like, you know, a Windows uh, Asus ROG kind of a uh, thing. And I think it wouldn't surprise me too that they're looking at companies like Asus and Lenovo and uh, Steam and saying, hey, those companies are taking a bite of our pie by selling these handheld devices. Maybe we ought to get into the handheld market. That would not be a surprising move either. Russ, what do you think? Yeah, and speaking of that, I was going to bring that up. Um, so the article that I read today in The Verge um, talks about exactly that. So uh, the quote from the article is, there are whispers of an Xbox handheld with Windows Central's Jez Corden claiming earlier this month that Xbox literally greenlights several new hardware projects in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Corden speculated about a potential Xbox handheld, and Spencer liked a post on Twitter describing a Microsoft handheld as inevitable. Uh, Microsoft has a habit of teasing it as the most powerful cons or uh, Microsoft has been teasing future hardware at E3 um, and different big events like that. Uh, so I think we could be seeing that exact thing, Dave. I think you're spot on. Uh, if Xbox is smart, and, and this is where we know they're going, based on the leaks from the, the lawsuit, they do want Game Pass to be up to that 100 million mark. We also do know from several economists when it comes to the gaming industry that they need almost that much to really make Game Pass profitable, especially after the purchase of Activision Blizzard going through. And we know that Microsoft is not in it for the fun and kicks and giggles. They are in it to make money. So putting their stuff on every platform and making it the Netflix of gaming is going to be in their best interest. And so finding new ways to reach gamers, because I think that's part of the reason it's plateauing, beside the fact that there's only so many games that people want to play on this, the, the, the uh, program, I think getting it to more gamers. I mean, oh my gosh, Game Pass on PlayStation would do gangbusters. I, I'm being honest. Like, you have nearly, what, 40 million PlayStation 5s in the wild. Heck, you could probably put it on PS4 if you wanted to and really go like for the craziness that is the Sony ecosystem. Now, do I know anything about that? Have I heard anything about that? No, I'm just simply throwing that out there of like how crazy this could be. Not to mention, let's be honest, Game Pass on the Switch. Are you kidding me? Like that would be a gold mine. Um, so all of these things, I think are, it makes sense for Microsoft. Now, if you're an Xbox gamer who really just loves Xbox and that ecosystem and the consoles, you're probably not happy. In fact, I've seen a ton of backlash on social media. Brian, as more of an Xbox gamer, are you somebody that has 
kind of, you know, a bad taste in your mouth of this happening? Or are you just kind of, you know, game gamers should play anywhere they want? No, I'm, I'm very pragmatic. Um, and so <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, it doesn't bother me that Microsoft is thinking about putting, you know, their games on other platforms. Um, I think it would feel a little weird for Halo in particular <laughs> to be on other platforms. That just feels strange. But like, I think we would all get used to that of like, oh, mm -hmm. well, you know, Halo's, Halo's on Switch now or whatever. Um, in fact, you mentioned Switch earlier and I wanted to circle back on that because to me, that is really an interesting one. Um, I don't know that it would ever happen. I think Microsoft would love it to happen. Um, I'm not sure that Nintendo would love it to happen, but just thinking about the huge Switch install base. In fact, I was listening to something recently and they were talking about how Switch is getting real close to all-time sales numbers for consoles. Um, I think it's only behind PS2 now and it's not that far behind. And if they, I think if they don't announce Switch 2 this year, it will pass it. Um, just based on how many it has left to go, it's not that much. Um, but that being said, I noticed recently, I guess I just hadn't noticed before, but Minecraft is on Game Pass now, has been since I think sometime in 2021. Mm -hmm. um, just thinking about the number of, you know, a lot, Switch is definitely a starter gamer system. It's, it's, I think it's for, at least for my kids, it was their first system. I think for a lot of kids these days, Switch is the first, you know, gaming system that they get. And thinking about, oh, we could just buy this thing that comes with a bunch of games and it comes with Minecraft, which is like, I mean, anybody who buys a, a system for their kid almost automatically buys Minecraft, right? It, it just makes total sense. If Microsoft could ever pull it off and get Nintendo to allow it on there, it, it would do really well. I, I'm i curious. Go ahead, Russ. Oh, I, I, I was just going to really quickly. I, I feel like out of the two, Nintendo is probably would be much more flexible to add Game Pass than Sony would. That's that's my only thought there. I feel like that might be the more obvious and easier one, but I'm not sure. David, go, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, even if not Game Pass, I feel like both consoles could add Xbox cloud gaming yeah right that like mm -hmm. especially if you're hardwired on a playstation why not be able to load up cloud gaming and log into flight simulator yep. and play flight simulator rendering in the cloud to your playstation you know it's it's a smart avenue to take. I mean, Xbox has a lot of decisions and choices. And and Brian, I think you're right too. Even if you don't do Game Pass, just getting those games on there, I mean, they're going to get a huge chunk of that pie. Um, and I think Sony's finding out very well how well their games do on PC, um, which is why you actually saw this week uh, kind of another big story about this. Uh, Hell Divers Two, the the PlayStation exclusive game. Um, launched day and date with pc it's one of the first exclusives for sony to launch the same time and it is one of the highest played games on steam right now uh and so it is doing wonderfully there i think sony realizes that gamers will play their their games i'm also interested i haven't seen numbers of it of how good mlb the show does on xbox and game pass 
Uh, it is on Game Pass, and I wonder if that's almost like uh, to an experiment to be able to see, okay, how is this all going to work ecosystem-wise? I really think that each console and company is set up so that they, they can almost take their own piece of the pie. You know, Nintendo does its own thing. They're that handheld market. Like you said, the f- your first console is most likely going to be a Switch. I see young kids getting them. I see adults who want to get into gaming. That's the direction they go. I just talked to somebody this weekend who's like, you know, I have a Switch. I play these games. I won't get anything else because I'll probably get too addicted and too into it. The Switch is enough for me, and it has enough games. Great. So they have that. Sony could be the more hardcore, you know, game-centric console that is for those big PlayStation single-player experiences and story experiences. And then Microsoft can be that niche Game Pass um, kind of value proposition in between where once you kind of graduate from Nintendo, you could kind of shift up to Microsoft uh, and kind of make that movement. And then, of course, PC just encompasses it all for those really high-level gamers that are like, you know, willing enough to go build a PC or understand that ecosystem and how it works. It's not easy. I will admit it. There's (laughs) a reason that I love a console. I'm going to say it. Like, David and I, in the past month, I mean, how many computer issues have we had? That- and, and that's that's just the <laughs> hardware side, not to mention the software side, where you're like, all right, I loaded up this game. Do I have to turn off ray tracing? Do I have to up the resolution? Do I have to drop? There's like 75 settings you got to work on to try to make the game run well. On a PlayStation, you just load it up and it works. On an Xbox, you just load it up and it works. On a Nintendo, you just load it up and it works. So, yeah, the, the PC is the... Um, you know, it's like the supercar market, right? If you want to wrench on a car to try to get every bit of horsepower out of it, then, you know, you get a PC. But if you just want to get to and from work, you get a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good analogy. Um, real quick, as we kind of move on with this uh, and talk maybe more about the future of what we could see gaming, um, I want to ask you guys, what are some games that we haven't mentioned that you would like to see? on other consoles um there is one that i forgot to mention that brian you probably are gonna love because it was mentioned as probably one of the first games to come so the newest article said that that the rumor is the first two games that will launch as soon as this week would be hi-fi rush and pentiment those would be the first two games to launch on other platforms besides pc and xbox Outside of those games, your Gears of War, your Halo, your Starfield, your Indiana Jones, the obvious, you know, is there any games that you guys want to see the most on other platforms? Uh, Brian, what are what are your thoughts? Well, I do think, so I, I think it's actually great for Microsoft to launch Hi-Fi Rush onto other platforms. I think giving that game a second chance, it just feels like it came and went and I don't know if it was because of the shadow drop, but something about its launch just didn't catch on for as good a game as that is. I mean, it's really well reviewed and really well loved uh, by those that played it. And so I think that's great for that game to get a second chance. I also kind of feel like Starfield is a game that I think would, would, you know, really benefit from a second chance, especially if, you know, if Microsoft is willing to put the work in kind of like CD Projekt Red did with Cyberpunk, right? They put a whole bunch of work into that game and made it way better. And that game got a second lease on life 
Um, it'd be really interesting to see if Microsoft could pull off something similar with Starfield by putting a bunch of work into it. And then maybe nine months or a year from now, they essentially re-release it, but they're releasing it on some of these other platforms. It would be interesting to see how well it did if it got a really nice refresh. Yeah, yeah I think they, any of the going. any of the Xbox exclusives, um, you know, the first one that comes to my mind is like Flight Simulator, just because I love that game. Um, that you know, if you're a PlayStation owner, like Flight Simulator would run amazing on a PlayStation because of you know, it, assuming there's no like weird backend stuff with the way that it it works, right? Uh, I'm not a game developer. I don't know the software side of things of how you make the round peg fit in the square hole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Somebody, uh, some wizard behind the scenes makes that happen and then it shows up. Um, But I think a game like Flight Simulator that would really show off the hardware in something like the PlayStation would be amazing. Um, Beyond that, I really just, I believe in a world where every game could come to every ecosystem and I wonder if by doing some of this, more games might show up on Game Pass and then Microsoft's going to run the back end and still my dream, my dream, which died with Stadia. Hold on. Stadia <laughs> controller for the Stadia controller for, for all of those of us that uh, bought into the Stadia dream. The dream with Stadia that I was sold was cross play across multiple platforms. Like I want to be able to jump into a game like Helldivers, right? Helldivers, which is on Xbox and PC. I'm going to load it up on Steam. You're going to load it up on Xbox. We're both going to jump into the same game, the same world. That's my dream, right? You sound like you sound like Martin Luther King over here. Like I have a dream. I have a dream. The gamers everywhere will get to play together and we'll cross play every game. With white PlayStations and black Xboxes, <laughs> we'll be able to play together. Right, we'll all join <laughs> hands in uh, <laughs> harmonious and the end of the oh. console wars is upon us. Um, <laughs> to the mountaintop. <laughs> oh. uh, but, uh, you know, for me, there there is one series that I would love, and and again, coming from my angle, being a trophy hunter, uh, I will say this announcement gets my juices flowing because I'm like, okay, I can already picture, you know, some of the games that I would go after that hundred percent platinum trophy on on my PlayStation. Um, one of them that I would really love, and I've been talking kind of in the trophy community. I think that they're probably most looking forward to if they they brought it would be the Fable series. Uh, I think that would be a really, really fun one to bring over and get to be able to to have the trophy system, you know, inside of it. Um, I think as far as other games go, trying to just think of what hasn't been brought over. Uh, Fable looks like it's really it. Gears of War, we already mentioned, but that would be another big one, I think, as well. Being able to play Gears on a PlayStation. Man, if they could go back and add DualSense uh features to gears oh oh gosh yeah now that's a game you know the chainsaw feel the chainsaw on the controller and be able to use the adaptive triggers uh on the different items and things that you have man uh that game would just be wonderful there if they did a kind of an update for it uh but other than that um kind of what what i'm looking forward to as well uh and i brian i think you kind of brought that up um was just the idea of 
Oh gosh, I'm losing my train of thought. Well, never mind. It's gone. It came, it went. Uh, I think that's well, good. I have a question, just real quick back, maybe while you're thinking about this. Yep. Um, just back to um talking about haptics on Xbox games, right? I mean, that would be amazing, right? If we get something like gears or I'm thinking, you know, my plane starts to stall and my vibe, my controller starts like vibrating weird, or I could feel the raindrops falling on the, on the, uh, airplane as I'm flying through the wind or the lightning goes, but do we know is Xbox, are they going to come out with any sort of like haptics or maybe are they not because they're getting out of the hardware game altogether? But I feel like uh, Xbox controllers still like my bread and butter of a controller. You know, when it comes to PC gaming, I'm using an Xbox controller, um, not a PlayStation controller. So with that, um, there has been rumors that Microsoft has done some different. Uh, uh, they they have some. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, patents out there for new controller features that seem to be similar to the dual sense and the haptic feedback. Uh, so I, I think it is, here's the thing. They might get out of the hardware game when it comes to consoles, but I think they'll stay in the controller game. I think they'll, you know, peripherals. You can obviously do that really well. Um, you know, David, you had a really great idea for Microsoft's, uh, handheld system. Uh, what was your thought and why you think that, Microsoft could really easily do a handheld literally tomorrow if they wanted to. Oh yeah. So, um, so some of this comes from my background working in embedded computing, which is the computers that go into things, right? So when Microsoft came out with windows 10, windows 10 was cool, but they also released windows embedded 10. And what they talked about was that from the ground up, the cool thing with windows 10, and I'm assuming it's the same with windows 11. Uh, and it looks like my video just froze. So, uh, I'm going to keep talking as a little bubble here while I restart my camera. But uh, I'm assuming that one of the things with Windows 10 is that uh, it's still built from the ground up so that no matter what size device you're on, that that device can run full Windows. So I want you to remember back to a thing that they called the Windows phone, right? Do you remember the Windows phones? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody knows anybody that has a Windows phone, but the Windows Phone was a full Windows 10 operating system just running on a phone. So if you plugged your Windows Phone into a full display and a full keyboard, you would get the full Windows experience. Anybody that's got a Microsoft Surface tablet slash laptop also knows this experience, that you have full Windows uh, on that device, right? So I'm thinking you take something like a Windows Phone or a Windows tablet like a Surface, throw some controllers on it, and bada bing, bada boom, you just lock it into having Game Pass pre-installed. You have a device that's a Game Pass device. What do you think about that, Russ? Uh, I think I think it makes sense. I think that's absolutely something that we could see. Uh, going back to the controller question that you had, I did find the slide that leaked from one of Microsoft's internal um, memos. Uh, and I do remember this came out around the time of the... Uh, uh, what do you call it, Brian? The 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 lawsuit with uh, with with uh, Activision and Blizzard and the the monopoly and the multitrust and all that. Uh, so here's what we got. Um, a little bit about this that it looks like, and there's some really cool things, David. You're gonna love this too. 
the Play Anywhere initiative. So Xbox Wireless 2 direct to cloud gaming, which I'm assuming is their kind of ability. Like Stadia. Well, yeah, it sounds like how to how to get rid of lag. Uh, Bluetooth 5.2, a couple other things we see. Uh, seamless pairing would be great. I've heard some things about that. Of course, haptic feedbacks, uh, different uh, speakers on the hands, it looks like, is what it says. Quieter buttons and thumbsticks. Um, lift to wake. So you lift it off the ground to turn it on instead of actually pushing a button. Like Those are cool things. Uh, so what I've read about this controller and when it could be coming is they said it, it's probably going to be associated with the mid-gen refresh of consoles. Now, are we actually going to get a mid-gen refresh for Xbox after everything that has kind of happened in the last couple months? I don't know. Um, but that is just kind of what I wanted to bring up and kind of show you guys. Uh, so some exciting stuff. I'm excited for that. And you know what? Uh, that's going to be probably the controller, the go-to controller for uh, for PC gaming and uh, potentially for handheld gaming too if, if we go down that road direction as well. Brian, as somebody who's kind of outside on the, the handheld market here, what's your thoughts as a consumer? Would that be something that interests you if Microsoft went this direction? Yeah, I think that's cool. I I really hope that it comes with Hall Effect thumbsticks. Can we please be rid of drift forever? <laughs> <laughs> but then how are I they going to ever sell? have a controller that has drift again? <laughs> how, how are they going to sell you new controllers? You know, like, oh. come on. Oh, that that's, ah, that's a terrible one. Well, I think we've kind of covered every angle for this. It's a very interesting piece. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens on the 15th and what kind of officially comes from Microsoft. I definitely think we are. I think the rumors are true because if they weren't, Phil Spencer would have came out and said it's not happening. On top of that, Brian, the uh, internal meeting that we talked that you you talked about, I read up some things on that. It sounds like while they did say they're not ending hardware right now to reassure them, they also did not even bring up or talk about the rumors that are out there. So rather than deny it to their own employees and things like that, it sounds like they are going that way and that leak just occurred. So uh, it'll be interesting. It's an interesting time in gaming. We've got a lot of stuff to cover now when we have this uh, kind of happen. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, any last words uh, from you, David or Brian? What do, you, what do you guys think on the kind of last last word? I, th- I was just going to highlight. Um, sorry, go ahead, Brian. Okay, I, I was just going to say real quick on that last point of yours, Russ. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the the like timed exclusivity thing, um, the la- the the less exclusivity is a done deal for at least some of the games, especially based on what you just said. The fact that they didn't deny it in that meeting, I think, goes to show that there's going to be less exclusivity. I think you know, just the real question is how much less that's what we're going to really hopefully find out on Thursday. Yep. Go ahead, David. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say um, quick shout out to uh, thank our silver level Patreon sponsor uh, scrolling across your screen right now, Lonnie white, uh, which is also a good reminder that you can support us on Patreon. And uh, like so many people do uh, over at patreon.com slash church for gamers, 
Uh, and then last, I wanted to highlight that if you have thoughts on this or any of the topics that we ever talk about on our podcast, uh, we would love to hear from you either in the comment section of the YouTube video or, uh, you know, send us an email. Uh, you can find all that contact info on our webpage or join our Discord community uh, at discord.churchforgamers.com. So uh, just highlighting those things because I feel like there's so much more to this conversation that I would love to hear from everybody else out there. Uh, and get lots and lots of feedback. Uh, and especially in a couple days after we record this, when we actually get some news and find out if we're right or not. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's, that's all I want to just say. And, uh, thank you all for listening. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for, uh, joining me, having this conversation. Uh, I'll be interested to see what people have to say and hopefully they can, uh, comment and kind of be a part of the conversation. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you like comment and subscribe and find us on all your social media platforms including tiktok twitter facebook youtube everywhere you can possibly find podcasts uh so we appreciate you so much for joining us uh for crossfire faith and gaming i'm russ uh signing off for brian and dave you are loved you matter you belong god bless and we will see you next time